This episode is brought to you by ProPulse Speed Trainers, created by the mad scientist himself, David Weck. Now, in my 20-plus years of evaluating athletes, there was always one thing, one thing that I could look at and tell you if this athlete was going to be sick or if they were going to be in our coordinated mess. And I could tell you that in about five seconds. And what was it? It was the way their upper bodies moved in sync with their lower bodies. If they were in complete and total sync, I knew the athlete was going to be sick. You've always heard, look at this guy's arm angles. Look at the way the violent arm action, the way this guy runs. Well, those were always the best athletes. Now, what David Weck did is he created these little miniature weights that are about 12 ounces each that you can hold in your hand. And inside of those weights, he has these little beads. And when you run and when, you move, when you're pumping those arms, when those weights are pumping those arms, you can actually hear with those beads if you are on the right rhythm. It's actually sending a signal to your brain to say, yep, I am in pace, I am in rhythm, and it will instantly get your upper body and lower body in sync. If you want to become like Michael Jordan, Randy Morse, LeBron James, Derek Jeter, watch these guys run, watch their sick arm angles, get yours today. Go to shop.weckmethod.com. That's shop, W-E-C-K, that's weckmethod.com. Put in the code WMA270. Again, that's W. MA270. It will get you 10% off of any item that you buy. Go and get yours today. Welcome to another episode of the Mahoney Advanced Training Podcast. Once again, we're going to be giving you a six-minute Monday where we give you six tips and tricks to make you more efficient and effective in the weight room, the boardroom, and on a football field. But before we start, I have to give you some mind-blowing information that I just got from Spotify. They do a yearly wrap-up. At the end of every year, they tell you the statistics of your podcast. And one thing that absolutely stood out is that uh, this podcast, for no good reason at all, is in the top 10% of podcasts that are shared. I have no idea why. So of all the podcasts out there, this is in the top 10%. I don't know why. This is supposed to be for a very specific audience. Our target audience are, is basically the uh, 20 guys who train with me and maybe the uh, other people who don't train with me, but they used to train with me. Right? That's, that's pretty much it. Everybody else, whoever's listening, thank you so much. I'm glad you're getting something out of it. My, Our goal is to uh, entertain and to educate, and I, I hope we're doing something with that because I don't know why it's shared so much, but again, thank you so much. Now let's dive right back into the show. So tip number one, if this is for coaches, do not neglect speed training during your in-season workouts. I'll say that one again. Do not neglect speed training during your in-season workouts. Now, most programs, what they'll do is they will absolutely do strength training in the off-season. And if they're pretty good, they'll also do speed training in the off-season. Once you get to the season, the, the really bad ones forget both. The pretty good ones keep their team lifting during the season. But the really, really good ones will continue to work on speed training during the season. And most coaches during the season will say, we don't need to do sprint training. We sprint every day in practice. Uh, no, you don't. You're, you're kind of running, but you're not absolutely working on your on your top-end speed. You're not working on your sprint mechanics. So if you are a coach, continue to work on that during the season. And if you actually track this the right way, put some GPS monitors on them or use some timers, uh, legit timers, you can see that if you do this, your guys will continue to get faster if you don't burn them out, if you work on your technique, and if you make your practice, uh, make your primary objective, I'm sorry, make it speed over anything else. Don't wear you guys out. Okay, tip number two, something I am experimenting with. So as you know, I'll keep saying it again and again, I am following the program that's called Underground Secrets to Faster Running, where I'm lifting in the gym, doing three sets of three, heavy, heavy weight, around 90% of my max, and it's broken up into two lifts. The first lift is bench press, the second lift is deadlift. Those are my three sets of three, both things around 90% of my max. I'm keeping the deadlifts. 
I'm switching up the first part to dumbbell bent over row. Why am I doing that? Uh, one, mentally, I'm just getting a little bored with bench pressing. I've probably been doing this for like two years. I did humble brag right here. I did actually PR in bench press last week. So uh, I'll throw the numbers out with my bamboo stick dumbbell. I got 135 on one arm. So I PR'd on that I, multiple times during the course of the week. It wasn't like I just did it once. I was operating at 90%. So I hit it a couple times. So I hit the goal that I wanted to hit. That's one reason. Another reason is uh, Joe Derrida shows me this video on Instagram of the guy's dumbbell breaking and smashing the weights in his face. And that is legitimately my biggest fear. I'm in I'm in that gym alone with a, a makeshift dumbbell, and I'm very worried at some point those weights are going to come crumbling down, especially as the weight gets heavier. So I'm going to take a little break for a little bit uh, and maybe just move away from that. And three, I'm thinking maybe give my, my shoulders a break despite the fact that I do a ton of rehab and work on more pulling than pushing. So I'm doing barbell bent over rows. Now, what is my concern? And this could be a big mistake. mistake. Uh, the rows are also going to be very... I'll say, taxing on my grip. I'm worried that I'm going from rows with a hard grip to now deadlift with a hard grip, and uh, my hands just might be burnt out. So I'm very curious to see it. I really want to see what happens. So uh, more to come. That is the experiment. Okay, tip number three. It is a quote that I'm thinking about, and this actually comes from Steve Armato's Instagram post where he said, if you chase two rabbits, you will catch none. So if you chase two rabbits... You will catch none. And that is actually the opening quote of one of my favorite books called The One Thing. And I've been reflecting on this a lot because even though I am the efficiency guy, I am also chasing many rabbits. And I'm thinking of what rabbits do I need to stop chasing? Because I, I, I just am, am I'm in a debate of am I the analytics guy? Am I the coach guy? Am I the advanced training guy? Am I the special teams guy? Am I the defensive guy? Like there's just too many things going on and I'm chasing a lot of rabbits. And, uh, I need to make sure that I get I really make myself great at something versus mediocre at nothing or do I keep chasing those rabbits if they are stackable talents meaning can being great in one or pretty good in one of those areas make me really good in another one of those areas so more to come on that but our motto great quote I can't stop thinking about it since you said it Okay, tip number four is something that I'm watching that's moved me. It was a documentary on N1. Uh, it started out as this sneaker company called N1, and they go out, they get this high-profile basketball player named Stefan Marbury, and uh, he's wearing the N1 sneakers, and then opening game, he breaks his ankle, and as he's on the floor writhing in pain, his bottom of his shoe <laughs> showing the N1 logo. I don't know. This, this is a great documentary. Watch it because they really did have some pretty highly skilled basketball players. They turned everything around. They really catered to the to the audience that, that needed. They're talking about a target audience. They had a target audience of people liking to see street basketball, liking to see people break the rules, liking to see things that they can't see in the NBA. A great documentary. Watch it on Netflix. Okay, tip number five, a productivity tip. Um, and, and this is something I am really struggling with, but I, I have to work on it. So my mind races. I'll get up in the middle of the night and my mind will race. And I, maybe I'll have a bad dream. I gotta stop thinking about the dream. My my default was let me go on Instagram and get my mind off of that, but that's a big problem. So my recommendation, my productivity tip that I've been working on all week is do not pick up that phone. Do not put your mind on something else because that's probably not gonna help you get back to sleep. But just go with it. Non-sleep deep rest. So if it's 2 o'clock in the morning, if it's 2 o'clock in the morning, do not 
do not pick up your cell phone and look for something because nothing good is going to come. You're never going to feel better afterwards. So just meditate, breathe. Even if you have to do that breathing till 6.30 in the morning, only good things will come of that. Let your mind calm itself down. So act your way into a new way of thinking by breathing and controlling your breath and controlling and not opening up your eyes and not clicking around on stuff. You will act your way into a new way of thinking where now your mind can calm down. So I, it's a struggle for me, but it is something I am practicing. I'd highly recommend it for, for you. Don't get up and start doing stuff, on, especially on your cell phone. Uh, I think Dr. Andrew Huberman said that if you are scrolling through your phone between the hours of 11 p.m. and 4 a.m., you will be... Uh, depressed. It actually leads to depression. So don't do it. The second tip within a tip that I just thought about from Andy Uberman is that if you're getting up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and this is like especially for guys in advanced training who like to stay hydrated, one thing that he recommends is to slow down the rate at which you drink water before you go to bed. He's saying essentially don't gulp uh, uh, an 8-ounce glass of water. Sip it. So he's saying the rate of ingestion will also impact the amount of times you have to wake up to go to the bathroom. So I guess that's a tip within a tip, which is a productivity tip because sleep is the number one performance enhancer out there. Okay, maybe beside breathing. Breathing's number one, sleep's number two. All right, tip number six. <laughs> this links back to why people say, why Coach Mahoney? Why don't you just go to a gym? Just go to a gym. You think this dumbbell is going to break on your face? Just go to a gym already. I'll tell you why. So Mrs. Mahoney goes to a gym. I won't say which one. She goes there this morning. She's using a cable machine. I don't know why. I've never seen any good thing of a cable machine other than the pull-up bar attached to it. But she's using a cable machine. Some guy asks if if she's done. And she said she has a few more sets left. And then he uh, takes off the handle of another side of the cable machine. You know, the cable machine's got pulleys on both sides. And she's probably doing, like, tricep push-downs. I guess that's what she's doing. He wants to use... He could do some cable crossovers. Well, he takes the handle from the other side and launches it across the gym. <laughs> so I said to first of all, that's the I didn't see it, but that's pretty crazy to do, especially I don't know at five o'clock in the morning. Calm down, sir. Secondly, I asked my wife. I said, "What'd you do?" She said, "I I, I figured." She said, "I left. I I would leave that area, let him work out." Oh no, she stayed there. She's like, "I'll be late for work. I'll miss work. I don't care. Just to spite him, I'm gonna finish this workout." So uh. Stop throwing things around the gym, people. And but again, this is why I, this never happens in my gym. Just me and me, with the only risk of me getting a dumbbell crashing on my face and nobody being there to call an ambulance. All right, people, enjoy the rest of your week, and thank you once again for sharing things. Oh, one last thing, I'm going to add this in. A quote that I am thinking about that is not the Armado quote, but it's <laughs> I have those pro pulse. Uh, Mechanisms, the things you hold in your hands, the little uh, maracas that you run with, and the box for the Pro Pulse. It says on the box, every step stronger. And I have that box for no good reason sitting in my gym, and I look at it every single time I work out. Every step stronger. Now, I'm thinking about that not just because of those Pro Pulses, which everyone absolutely needs to get, but also because of the Zero Shoes. Because I truly believe that with every step I am taking with those zero shoes, my feet are getting stronger. And every step I'm taking with them, I'm getting better than you as your feet are all cramped together in the shoes that you have. And you may think you have high fashion or you look good, and you probably do. You definitely look better than me. But while you look better than me, every minute of every day that I am walking around in those shoes, 
I'm getting better than you when you're walking around with your sneakers and your tight toes and your the high heels on them, the little cushions that you got going on. I'm getting better. So every step stronger. So, uh, you know, Mr. Weck, the, the mad genius who invented these things, I think that your box, it means a lot more than you think. So that's not awesome. I just keep it up there. I won't throw the box out because I look at it literally every single time I am in the gym. I stare at it. All right, people. Now I will let you enjoy the rest of your week. This episode is brought to you by Zero Shoes, a company that is perfectly named. Why? Because when you're wearing their shoes, you feel like you're walking around completely and totally barefoot, a.k.a. like you're not wearing any shoes, a.k.a. like you are wearing Zero Shoes. Now, we've all heard the benefits of barefoot training, but who wants to walk into a gym without any shoes on your feet? First of all, it's gross, and second of all, it's disgusting. Now, the other benefits of Zero Shoes is not only are they functional, but they're also fashionable. So you've seen many a time people walk in the gym with these minimalist shoes and they look like a freak. Not with zero shoes. You're going to blend right in. Also, they have a wide toe box so that your toes are not all scrunched together in the front like they normally are with any standard training sneaker or cleat. Now, to get your shoes, go to zeroshoes.com slash go slash Mahoney AT. Again, that's zeroshoes.com slash go slash Mahoney AT. And that zero is spelt with an X. It is X-E-R-O. Again, I'll say it again. It's X-E-R-O. Get your zero shoes today.